For the 50th episode of the Flophouse, we try a Flophouse first, discussing an animated movie. In this episode, Delgo. everyone and welcome to the flop house i'm dan mccoy i'm Stuart wellington look out over here tell you kaylin Stuart, you were so taken aback by my forceful introduction no i was trying to remember if we watched a movie tonight well before we get into that <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah, the purpose of the podcast <laughs> this is our 50th episode what our 50th full-length episode oh, if you okay, counted like clarifying. movie minutes it would be like 82 not counting our flop house novellas mm-hmm but I don't count canonical those. episodes. This is the fiftieth one. Wow! This is our golden Man. anniversary. Now, I have I wasn't there for many of those episodes, no. but I'm I, the only one who was there for all fifty of the. Episodes. I feel like Dan, that's a real achievement that you've reached, and yeah. I think you should be Thanks, proud buddy. of it. This podcast has staying power. How long mm. has it been in terms of chronological time? Um, about two and a half years now. That sounds right. Yeah, I was there for most of them. I mean, I'm yeah. not there, but, but I mean, not like, 50. I talk about it. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm on the. Recording. I'm the only one who was here yeah. for fifty. So where, uh, where are my gifts, guys? Uh, well, Elliot, I gave. I told Elliot to pick him up. Okay, uh, our presents are our presents here. Oh, that's sweet. Wait, you didn't say. You didn't tell me you were going to do that. <laughs> well, I gave you like twenty dollars. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that's mine now. No, I went to Popeyes. <laughs> I went. You, you saw I ate how much chicken I ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was it was pretty astounding. Actually. <laughs> you ate twenty and whole chickens. <laughs> Part of that Popeyes dollar a chicken deal. Yep. <laughs> they are losing money hand over beak <laughs> on that deal. Oh man! So what do we do on this podcast? Well, thing we've done this, fifty of this podcast is based around the premise that we watch a bad movie. We're not. Sure. This isn't like <laughs> we talk about. This it. isn't like a best of episode like no. you do for a sitcom it's where it's like, show. hey guys, remember. The time when we went to the you prom together, like, or like a caveman hits us on the head, and we like, you know, we think back to all the great times. Yeah, those people have to remind <laughs> us of of what happened, who I we are. I'm gonna say yeah. a caveman hits us over the head, and then we go back to caveman days. <laughs> I mean that that'd be even good, better. That'd be great. I didn't I didn't think that was possible. I mean, we, is it a magic club? Yeah, I don't know. We we see like a bad cave painting, and then we talk about it for for a while. And are we dressed like cavemen, or are we normal looking? I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm also wondering like how it's recorded, whether it's just on a tablet, a stone tablet. I think in we're that just case. talking. Yeah. Sure. It's, maybe it's a part of the oral tradition. Yeah. <laughs> well maybe like maybe we talk into like a we talk into a like a, 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 a pterodactyl's beak or something. Uh-huh. We, and then the pterodactyl goes, It's a living Yes. Yeah, something, something like that, of yeah. course. <laughs> As is my it's understanding. Yep. Um yeah, speaking it's of... It's weird like, that animals lost the ability to talk at some point in prehistory. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, weird reptilian creatures... Ah! You uh, really, your segue skills have really improved over the course thanks. of 50 podcasts. <laughs> uh, we watched a film Back tonight. in the first one, I remember listening to it, and you just go, This thing now! <laughs> now we talk this! 
Well, that was that was the caveman. It was caveman days. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this mean, this podcast is quickly becoming a two thousand year old man routine. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the old days when we podcasted, oh, two thousand years of podcast. <laughs> well, um, we watched a film. Use real pods called Delgo. And I want to make this clear. We watched a yeah, movie you called. Need to explain this. We watched movie. a movie called Delgo. We Why did not did we watch, watch the movie Dougal. And not Hidalgo. Starring uh, John Stewart, who I uh, the movie Dougal. I assume you are contractually obligated to think is the best movie ever made. Nope, uh, <laughs> not in my contract. Uh, <laughs> Have you read it all the way through? Uh, somebody did at some point. Okay. They had to to write it, but that yeah, that's Dougal is something that. Uh, doesn't come up very often around the office. Yeah, there's no there's no anthropomorphic springs in Delgo. Delgo <laughs> is a movie. Um, Did we watch the movie Dagon? No, Dagon's not a bad movie. I like Dagon. It, yeah, I'm just saying. I worship him. All right, but the, <laughs> I'd worship him. People across America are pulling their earbuds out and saying, "I listened to 50 of these." <laughs> um, the reason it's we watched Delgo was. <laughs> Yeah, Delgo has the distinction of having the worst opening weekend for a wide release film ever. And what does wide release mean, Dan? Wide release in this case means over 2,000 screens. And how much money did it make, do you know? Um, I think it made something like uh, 600000 in its opening weekend. On 2,000 screens, uh-huh. at least. And uh, <laughs> it cost $40 million. <laughs> So, this is very bad. It's a bad. And you, uh, the audience may be saying, I've never heard of this movie. Yeah. Delgo. If it opened on so many screens, how come I don't know what it is? Well, it's because it's an animated movie that looks like a cutscene from a video game. Yes. And uh, that's why that's part of why I picked it. Um, number one, the... Because you like video games. <laughs> number one, the you know bad opening weekend. But number two, we'd never done an animated film. So I thought, let's do something different for our 50th episode. And Stuart, you seem like you just loved this decision of mine. <laughs> Boy, were you right. <laughs> what did we want? What happened in this fucking movie? This the movie, the, the moment it started, Stuart said something along the lines of like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> just the moment you saw the animated titles appear. And then I began drinking heavily. And titles. Here we go. Now, now where I'm at. Where titles I'm at. basically in the same font as the upcoming Avatar, by the way. Yeah. Mm, weird. I, this may have been better than Avatar will be, though. Well, let's not pass. What are you precognitive, like yeah. one of the characters in Delgo? Yeah, because I'm precognitive. Yeah. So let's talk. No, there's about... no precogs in Delgo. <laughs> they have telekinetic powers. What? Let's talk about the plot first, guys. Sure. You, um, you do this. I well, the basic plot of the movie is that there's an evil. Uh, <coughs> there's an evil lady. Who okay. Uh, okay. We're on a far-off fantasy world where there are two, spe- there are two races of lizard men. Right. Alan, why don't you take over? We're in a far-off fantasy world where there's two, um, um, like, two races um, of monkey faces. Dan, Dan goes, well, there's this evil lady. Oh, by the way, everyone's aliens and some of them have wings. Anyway, there's this evil lady. Which we're on a far-off planet with a race, uh, two different races of, humano- of green lizard monkey humanoids. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one race has wings, the other race does not, but has some sort of telekinetic abilities mm-hmm. with rocks. Uh, the wing ones, their land is you know polluted or some shit, and they are invited to join the non-winged ones, 
but then the evil lady uh-huh. leads the winged army on a crusade on a devastating crusade of destruction and now there's a sort of uneasy truce between the two sides they hate each other but they have to coexist after you know the unpleasantness is over and the evil mm-hmm. lady got her wings chopped off and got banished yeah right? she tried to kill the royal family of the winged ones and uh got had her wings chopped off and was banished to somewhere uh yeah. flash forward 15 years mm-hmm. uh there's a young princess with wings bored. <laughs> there's a young princess with wings there's delgo our hero who is does not have wings mm-hmm. and the evil lady wants to come back and she tries to take over and delgo and the princess and delgo's sidekick chris Catan, and a and a noble knight played Wait, by val kilmer chris Catan. yeah they have to save the day yeah, that's pretty much all you need to know. Yeah, the evil lady does does this by oh, uh, and the evil lady fomenting voiced... distrust between the races. She she creates a yeah. a new race war so she can swoop in and, and played by Anne ba- the reins. voiced by Anne Bancroft by yeah. the way in what I believe had to have been her last role and before best passing role. away. You'll notice uh, <laughs> yeah, and best and the credits end with Anne uh, Anne Bancroft nineteen thirty uh, twenty three to nineteen ninety to two thousand five. Did they? I, I, yeah, I was out of the room. Yeah. I think I was peeing at that point. <laughs> so this You're is furiously masturbating in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> to the idea of noseless lizard people. <laughs> Well, he needs to get it out before the podcast. To the, to the idea of the, the evil character Susparella, whatever her name was, to her her Sioux <laughs> uh, City Sasparella <laughs> like was it like Odessa or, or something? Oh, uh, Sedessa or something? Yeah. Spadessa to her strangely uh, detailed rear end. Yeah, they really fetishized her ass in this. Like she was in skin tight uh, pants. I, I I hesitated before pants because they all wear absurd clothes <laughs> in this movie, but. Like, it really didn't... It looked like they had just animated an ass and then painted that red in, in, in MAC paint or something. You know, I think, I think... I mean, I think the animators were probably uninterested in looking at her weird monkey face. <laughs> yeah. So they decided to focus on making her ass look... And now, we should mention... I have to say about the plot, though, Elliot. Listeners will note that your description was very detailed for a while, and then it became very simple. And that's because this movie has an extremely simple plot... But then it has like this ten minute prologue that is unnecessarily complex. This very complicated backstory. Yeah, yeah. It's all like the politics of things. But, it's, but it's then like it's the crawls your... at the beginning of Star Wars, but acted out. And the, but it, then it's your basic like, you're a princess and I'm a regular guy. We're from two different worlds. Uh oh, mm-hmm. there's an adventure. Now we've got to escape from the bad guys and get back there yeah. and solve the misunderstanding. It was it was Romeo and Juliet with flying whales and a happy ending. And a lot of scenes stolen from other movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and we should mention that this was an all-star cast. Like the oh, vo- the list is a who's who of actors who need work. You got Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. as the hero Delgo. Yeah, the titular role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the word titular is just funny. Chris Catan as his friend Philo, who is and, irritating. Uh, the term friend used loosely. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt as the princess, mm-hmm. and Bancroft as Sarsaparilla. Sure. Uh, uh, Sally Kellerman at the beginning as the narrator. narrator. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell as the evil general. Who is an agent of Anne Bancroft? Uh, you've got Michael Clark Duncan as the f- philosophical mentor of Freddie mm-hmm. Prince Jr. Val Kilmer, Obi Wan Kenobi, Barbarous, or whatever his name is. Uh, uh, Bogart was yeah, Bogartis. Bogartis, and they call him Bogey at one point. Mm-hmm. And then who was the? I forgot who played the king. Um, the king. And Eric Idle is the like goofy henchman of the villain. Yeah. Is he ever? Oh, and uh, Kelly Ripa was in there somewhere. Somewhere. I don't know what character she played. Yeah, yet. we just saw her in the credits. 
who was the king? That was somebody well known too. Good stuff. Yeah. I can't remember now. Yeah, well, guys, go to the go to the Delgo uh, website. <laughs> go to Delgo the movie dot the Delgo movie dot com, which which is now a Golden Palace site. <laughs> they bought it for five dollars and haven't redirected Golden Palace. You mean the the Golden Girls spinoff, <laughs> where all of them except yes. Dorothy owned a hotel? Yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. The still living Golden Girls. We're like, oh, we're not getting enough attention these days. We got to piggyback off of something really popular, but we only have five dollars to spend. <laughs> Let's buy this defunct movie site. <laughs> and that was a more entertaining plot than the movie to Del Delgo. So yeah, we we got done talking about the plot. Um, oh, and at it what is point bad. in the production of this movie do you think they had to make that hard decision? Let's make a video game or let's make a movie. And what do you think was the the defining factor? That's a good question. I wish the makers of Delgo here so that we can punch them in the nuts and then ask them that question. <laughs> They're like a weird like talking monkey where you have to strike them in the nuts. Yeah. For them to <laughs> no, give I, that was just out of our I irritation wish, at having watched this film. I wish they were here so we could write our question on the edge of a knife blade and then slide <laughs> it gently into their gut. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Much harsher. Much poetry out Ner of thine mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the bard speaks through well, this through movie. The, this movie angered me <laughs> more than a, a lot. I mean, you, you're putting a lot of work into a movie if you're making a An computer anime. animated film. Well, it's one thing to make the Chaos Experiment, which was a shitty movie, yeah. but they probably shot it over like a weekend. I mean, this is not a you know great computer animation, but it's you know a step up from I don't know like. It's basically like Shrek, right? It's a step. Well, it, yeah, it's around Shrek level. It's a step up from. It's not as bad as Dougal in terms mm -hmm. of animation quality, or the Vegetales movies, or the Veg yeah. <laughs> or the Pirates who don't do anything. Yeah, sure. But it's not. It's of course it's nowhere near like Pixar quality. But yeah, but the animation. It's better than like what was it? Happily Never After or whatever that. Yeah, certainly. Uh. But the animation is 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 not that great, and the character design for all of the main characters is ugly. As I said during the movie, like, the best thing to do when you want someone to, like, like your characters is to give them, like, just regular human proportions and then make their faces the weird monkey faces, like you said, Stuart. Sure. You know, like, the, I said that. if you're going to do that, you have to, like, exaggerate some of the cartoon characteristics or yeah. else it's just going to be creepy. It, you know, well, like, their hands or their jugs. <laughs> <laughs> right? What? You know what I'm talking about, guys. Those are the two acceptable things for a cartoon I mean, to emphasize. Do something. I, I realized now like that a really uh, big nose. So that the That's audience, the classic one. So that the audience understands. About, dude? Are you being racist? <laughs> so that the audience understands kind of what these characters looked like without having to look it up. It's like if. Uh, the Louis Gossett Jr. character from Enemy Mine. Like, it's this is the exactly. story about his home planet. Well, I'm glad you touched on something that everybody's familiar with. <laughs> yeah, well, what? I'm sure these people had HBO when they were growing or up. Or a little more... Uh... Sure, and the, the flying creatures have a skin <laughs> modeling similar to the aliens in the Alien Nation series. Yeah, their design is somewhat like that in Wayne Barlow's yeah. book Expedition. Or imagine a marginally less evil Lord Voldemort from the... Yeah, or uh, they look kind of like the dinosaurs in the hit Disney film Dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, they do. Yeah. Oh, man. Or like the... If they didn't have the weird head crests... I mean, the, they look like the, the sea monkeys, kind of, from the sea monkeys package, except the <laughs> yeah. sea monkeys have weird, like, A little bit, crests. yeah. But for a movie that 
had to have been a certain amount of work. I mean, and, and there was no thought put into the art direction. Like, nothing seemed to match with anything else. Like, not even, like, colors. There weren't, like, okay, this scene is going to be shot in this certain palette of colors. No. It was just a bunch of clashing bright brightness. And, uh, and the scenes would just go on. Yeah, like, they did not spend any time on a script for a movie that they weren't then going to be able to re-edit or... <laughs> You know, change on the fly. I mean, if they Pixar, didn't worry yeah, about. I mean, if, if Pixar movies have taught us anything, you don't need a good script to have a great <laughs> animated movie. You need a bunch of explosions, killer robots, shit like that. Yeah. Why didn't they have that stuff? Well, they had some stuff like that in this. Well, stuff. I gotta say, I have to. I have to believe this might be a the room type scenario where the film was actually a money laundering operation. <laughs> And it did not cost $40 million. I mean, the one level on which I kind of like Delgo is um, it shows that it's complete bullshit, the idea that everyone just loves computer animation these days, and any computer animated film will make millions and millions of dollars. Like, it, it shows that, no, Wait, no, you actually have that? to have a good good story. Well, I well, mean, that's like, what, that's, what that's my... why 2D animation died, is that, like, Disney was all of a sudden like, oh, I guess that uh, people only want to see this computer animation. They weren't, like... Oh, Pixar is making excellent films. Well, that, yeah, they were. They, no one wants to see Home on the Range, so I guess 2D animation is dead. Mm-hmm. Because a cow movie starring Judy Dench and Lindsay Dratch, <laughs> uh, uh, that should be a winner. But it's in 2D animation. Rachel so Dratch. Uh, sorry, Rachel Dratch. Lindsay Dratch is a girl I went to high school with. Uh, Hello, Lindsay. So, she wasn't in that movie, is what you're saying. No, she wasn't. Rachel Dratch was. So, like, but Lindsay Dratch wasn't. No, Lindsay Dratch was not. But why did he bring her up? I got the names mixed up because they have the same last name. Oh, holy shit, that makes sense. Listen, it's late and we just watched Delgo. My brain <laughs> is all scrambled. But the uh, basically the idea that, uh, yeah, that well, I, the only reason we can understand why kids want to see this movie is because it's from our pen and ink department, so let's shut it down, you know? Yeah. Because Judy Dench, Roseanne, and Rachel Dratch should have pulled him in, you know? Are you saying, wait, Lindsay Dratch? No, Ra- <laughs> Rachel Dratch. Oh, okay. Lindsay Dratch was a mistake with a name pulled out of my past. Okay. Um. So kids didn't flock to see this for some reason. <laughs> no. no, I I looked it up on Wikipedia. <coughs> it was basically as if um two people went to every showing. Yeah, like, that's, that's pretty what devoted. Two people, average, maybe a couple to. of tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> the tumbleweeds get in for senior prices, though, so it's not a lot that's of money because they're all dried up. Is that? Yeah, exactly. Okay, like old people. Sure, but they, so the, those two people went to see every show. You're saying though, so that's <laughs> you've got two hardcore fans right there. <laughs> two Delgo fans. You can build a cult out of that. Yeah, they're now they're Delgo cosplayers. I'm, I'm betting they go. They to, call themselves Delgites. They go to Delcon every year. You know, Delgo. That sounds kind of hot. Do you, in Delgo cosplay, does the dude dress up as a lizard monkey face, and the other uh-huh. person dresses up like as a fairy monkey face? Of course. <laughs> Come on, you have to ask they, that question. They, they, I don't know. <laughs> I was just—I didn't know if they do like a gender role. They gently reversal. flutter their wings over each other's genitals. Okay. Yeah. They don't just grab it and yank. <laughs> All right. They don't just pull anyway. it right off. <laughs> like in Castle Freak. <laughs> uh, this was a, not a very good film. Yeah. Uh, Chris just, Kattan. A, Chris Kattan is the worst thing about it. It's a, it's a, the movie is mostly generic more than anything else, but Chris Kattan is the worst wait, thing in wait it. Wait a minute. That's a pretty big accusation that Chris Kattan is literally the worst thing about this movie. Come up, Can you come up with something worse than watching Chris Kattan's character just going, well, but I was, but I, 
And if, that, this, if this was it. the fucking Wild West, that'd be a yeah. fucking hanging offense, dude. It's like, <laughs> to be the worst thing in Dilga. Yeah, and then they would have hung him, and everyone would have said, well, justice was served yeah. this time. I <laughs> guess Roy Bean should should be, you know, practicing the law a little bit longer. Sure. Chris Kattan's one, like, character note was, like, was dithering. Because <laughs> I mean, we were introduced to him. He's trying to help out his friend Delgo, who has uh, gone over the cliff uh, during a a uh, stampede scene. They're out hot dogging around and yeah. create a stampede. And it's riding their dewbacks around. <laughs> so, <laughs> like surfing on them to impress Padman. Yeah, yeah, well, they, he does surf on one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Chris Kattan is like shooting off a flare to try and get help, but he accidentally shoots it into a tree. And Delgo's like, why is that tree on fire? And Chris Kattan's reaction is, fire? What? Fire? Huh? I don't, um... I don't see uh, fire. Is there fire? fire? Oh, uh, that fire. Oh, oh, well, uh, that light. Uh, it goes, and every single time he has a line reading, it goes on like that. Yeah. It's like... And then that scene, three more people then ask, why is that tree on fire? One yeah. after the other. If you've seen, like, really, really cheap... Uh, anime that's been um you know brought into <laughs> into the u.s it's the same sort of like ah, ooh, ah, ee, ah i don't know um ee. but 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 it's very unnerving what's that over there i don't know is that a huh <laughs> in a movie made for english-speaking audiences it seems very strange there's something about uh he's just so irritating <laughs> and the character almost never does anything worthwhile like <clears throat> You don't know why they're friends. He's just there because the hero needs a goofy sidekick. But he's so incompetent and he's so stupid. And, and the, the audience has to hate him. Spoiler alert. It's only because of his slingshot shot that the main character, Delgo, and his girlfriend <laughs> totally survive at the end. There. Yeah, which That's is why true. we hate him even more. Yeah. Oh, right. I was actively rooting for Delgo to die by the end of this <laughs> there movie. There were no, a number of points where we were like, oh, great, okay, Delgo's dead then, so... Yeah. Sasparilla wins. Yeah. And... Our favorite character, the weird evil mad scientist guy. <laughs> I wish he had uh, murdered him. Totally kept losing. This is a character with zero lines... Who is like the villain? They, she's the, he's the main villain's like science. Like, there's always like the it's scientist like if, tension. It's like if you made one of the weird creatures from Labyrinth that can pull off their body parts, yeah. made one of those into a mad scientist, and had like yeah. glowing eyes. Yeah, that's that's what that guy's like. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seemed genuinely dangerous at times. Yeah, and that you know kind of turned me on. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like I mean, like his his demeanor was kind of like. Uh, was it Crazy Harry? Is that the uh, Muppet that's always blowing things up? I guess so. Or that one, uh, the Roger Rabbit, the weasel that is in the straitjacket. Yeah. And carries a razor blade around. Oh, all, all much better entertainments than Delgo. Yes. And luckily Delgo tied into that by having scenes that were directly, I don't, I wouldn't, like direct homages to <laughs> films that... Well, describe one of these for us. Uh, perhaps the scene where they're in the, the big hanging jail cell. And oh, no, no. Surely no one has ever forth. done that in a movie before. I oh, don't know. No, I swear I saw that in a movie. <laughs> Maybe it was Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> Maybe. No, it was a movie matter. about bandits who traveled through time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Chrono Stealers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for being coy, guys, but I think you're talking about the movie Time Bandits. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's the right. Terry Gilliam classic, Time Bandits. Enough fucking around. What yeah, we're they're... trying to say is that the movie we watched tonight, Delgo... Stole from Time Bandits. Stole from Time yeah, Bandits. Yeah, no, they're all literally in, like, Indiana big Jones. hanging cages like that look like bird cages at the end of Time Bandits, and they all swing from cage to cage. So they stole it from, cage, they like they stole it from the movie The Birdcage, also. <laughs> 
Yep. Some, they <laughs> stole the irritatingness from the movie The Birdcage. Cajo Falls? Mm-hmm. Isn't that yes. how you say it? Kaj Oxfolis. Okay. Uh, they they lifted some stuff from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, um, Raider, uh, Last Crusade. Romeo and Juliet. Tromeo and Juliet. <laughs> you know, all that shit. Yeah, they, 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 they stole the giving birth to a rat and, what is it, popcorn scene yeah. from yeah. Tromeo and they Juliet. They stole the lesbian nurse from <laughs> Tromeo and Juliet. Oh, man. Let's, guys, let's watch Tromeo and Juliet. They stole all these all these scenes from the 120 Days of Sodom. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is, wait, is that the From one with the Rocco night porter Zifredi in it? Porno star Rocco Zifredi? Uh, I think you're I thinking of uh, that Catherine so. Raleigh film. Um, something like... Uh, no Reservations? Oh, it Catherine, Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes. Raising Helen? Mm-hmm. Sure. That's all about Steve. Anyway. <laughs> Dan in real life? The so... Tower of Steve with Donald Logue. <laughs> the movie that made Donald Logue a star. Yeah. Guys, well, who was your favorite uh, lizard person? Oh, uh, wait, I can have I pick, a favorite fucking lizard person. Can I person? pick one from not this movie? <laughs> yes. Because then I'm going to say Dr. Kurt Connors, the Spider Man villain, the lizard. Right. Sure, that makes sense. Um, are Slee Stacks? Uh, Actually, I'm going to say if anyone remembers the Topps card series Dinosaur Attack, Dinosaurs Attack, which was <laughs> the idea was it was like Mars Attacks but with dinosaurs, uh-huh. there's a scene where the scientist in it has a kind of dream vision of. A dinosaur that has evolved into humanoid form and helps him solve the problem of how to stop these dinosaurs. That's my favorite lizard person. Okay. I think mine would be like the uh, main evil alien from the original V, not the remake. Ah. But the one, you know, like she unhinges her jaw to eat that gerbil. Yeah. Can I, can I just say velociraptors? Sure. Because they're, they're kind of yeah, like they, people. They have no per no. They have no person <laughs> aspects to them. They're whatsoever. smart like a person. I guess so. They are clever girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, God, I don't even know what to talk about with this movie after a certain. Well, let's point. see, Delgo, huh? Well, the music was bad. Uh, everything in it was bad, and uh, the 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 princess looked like she was wearing uh, a purple like workout outfit the whole time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Did yeah. we say Malcolm McDowell was in this? Yes. Oh, yeah, he's in it. He is a he's a bad guy with the top knot. I would say that Malcolm McDowell had fallen on hard times in his career, but he was in a Shannon Tweed film. Oh no, it was a Shannon Worry film. I'm I was sorry. Say Shannon Tweed. That's moving up. A no, he world. was in a Shannon Worry film. So yeah, I guess uh, there's also the fact <laughs> that the the lizard folks seem to have some sort of rock based society. Yeah, like all the telekinesis telekinesis seem to focus around these red rocks. So I guess it was some sort of. Yeah, that show yeah. was all pretty boring. I didn't pay that much attention to it. But uh, Michael Clark Duncan related. dropped some knowledge on our yeah, hero. A they chose times. Michael Clark Duncan to be the one to give the philosophical morals of the film. Good choice. Yep. Yeah, you think so? Not really. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Delgo, huh? <laughs> yeah. At the end, everyone learned a lesson. And then, uh, and then the uh, it's amazing that uh, working together at the last minute to save each other from this evil army, the winged guys and the non-winged guys are suddenly it suddenly breaks down every barrier in their society mm-hmm. because they go from hating each other to I guess being okay with a winged person and a non-winged person kissing each other at the end. Yeah, well, I mean, even on even on a bigger level, like I didn't understand, like Delgo's big scheme at the end was okay if I start a 
stampede like we saw at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie foreshadowing good screenwriting okay. um that's a, that will that's bring a kiva goldsman level screenwriting yeah that will bring the warring factions together because now they have to turn against a third party which is the uh stampede what's weird though is they had already been kind of fighting against a third party already because the villain's army w- had run into the battle Right, where the two sides were fighting. Yeah. Well, also I, mean, I don't they understand. They decided that they should fight the big monster faces instead of the other monkey heads. <laughs> yeah, they looked like Gamoran guards. Like, yeah. from uh, Return of the Jedi. But that yeah. that being said, Except like not quite as obese. Yeah, they're better shape. If if two armies were fighting each other and a bunch of cows ran through, like would that all of a sudden mean the battle's that the, over? It battle's over. <laughs> you know? it's, it's the rule of the battle. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. that's, goes back hundreds of years. Yeah. It's, okay. Now, That's the how the Korean the, War ended. The thing about the interracial kiss is, I don't know if you got the subtext, Elliot, from earlier on in the film, but no, kissing in this society is kind of like giving high five. It's not like a precursor <laughs> I, to intercourse. I don't, I don't think that was in any way part of the film. Yeah, I think they talked about it. I don't think that was ever mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it was, it was in it. It was right before the uh, the scene where they're riding on the Rontos. <laughs> They did. We did get to see a fake made-up gambling game, oh, kind yeah. of like poker, but instead of cards, it involves triangles. Yeah, like something out of a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Triominoes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you gonna stick with that one? <laughs> yep. Okay. Stewart is having none of it tonight. Hi, it's Dan here. If you like listening to The Flophouse, why not visit us on the web at www.flophousepodcast.com, where you can find show notes, videos, fan art, and links to Wikipedia synopses of all the Flophouse films, so you can play along at home. If you're looking for more Flophouse stuff, check out our Facebook page, where you can discuss the show with other fans, or subscribe to our Twitter feed at The Flophouse Pod. Your support helps us build an audience, so if you like the show, why not vote for us at Podcast Alley, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're there, take a moment to write a review. Links for everything can be found on the webpage. Lastly, we love hearing from you, so if you have thoughts, feedback, or suggestions, let us know at theflophousepodcast at gmail.com. Now back to the show. I think that we should move on to uh, our final judgments on this. Sure, this is going to be a big surprise. (laughs) Uh, The categories are as follows. Is this a good, bad movie? A bad, bad movie? Or a movie that you actually kind of liked? Are the no anniversary themed choices? Um, Is this the diamond anniversary? (laughs) That would be good. Is this the... um, fake bottle of peanut brittle anniversary. <laughs> okay, that's and, in the middle somewhere. And, uh, wait, do you mean, wait, fake is in like spring snakes come out? <laughs> yep. I guess it's not a bottle, well, fake I, can. I guess it's a harmless laugh. Or is this the um, turd anniversary? <laughs> okay, like like a normal turd or like a messy turd? <laughs> I don't think it matters, is it Stuart. more of a if slurry someone, or... If someone sure. tried to give you fecal matter for an anniversary, I think that it would be pretty bad. But not like a manure form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not like something you could burn to Let's survive. just give yeah, our... Or, or spread on the crops. Final sure. judgment, shall we? Okay, who goes first? I think that you seem to be raring to say <laughs> stuff about Doggo. Well, 
Yeah, this this movie is abysmal. Um, there's really nothing good about it, uh, and it hurt my eyes to watch it. Uh, I'd say it looked like a video game cutscene, but I I mean I haven't seen a video game cutscene of this quality since like the Sega CD. Mm. So yeah, no two mm. thumbs down. Vegetales all over the place. <laughs> Not sure what so that there means, was a Christian but... message as well. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm giving thumbs down to the VeggieTales message. Too. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm trying to make as many enemies as possible tonight <laughs> between the creators of uh, Delgo and uh, anybody who supports uh, the VeggieTales franchise. Uh, yeah, I would almost recommend someone see this just because, like, it is an experience. It is totally a different. A bad experience. <laughs> it's totally different than anything else that we've watched, and it is That's like insane. saying, like, oh, it changed my life when I was attacked by that shark, <laughs> and my legs were torn off. I wish people could, but I really... When I was sexually uh, assaulted by that shark. Yeah, I got some clarity, though. Um, I don't... Sexually assaulted by I that shark. I figure out, like, what would be like worse Jabberjaw? than a shark attack? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I assume that... Is that, it like Jabberjaw molesting you? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Hey, come on. No one's around. Nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. Um, this is our little secret. You've, you've had that, you had that prepared. Yeah, well, listen. It, like, this is the first time I've thought about Jabberjaw molesting somebody. <laughs> come on. He's got 40 minutes of Jabberjaw material. <laughs> And so let me get this straight. Literally half of that is molestation based yeah. jokes. <laughs> the rest that's is, what almost got him onto Star Church once. The rest is uh, drumming technique based jokes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it must be hard to drum underwater. I mean, think of all the drag. <laughs> um, no, I just it's just such a strange experience to watch this movie. But it is terrible. And it made me angry in a way that these movies often do not. Because, like I said before, it's an animated film. Like, there was a lot of work put uh, into this compared to just, like... Animated. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was animated. Yeah, but, I mean, it wasn't very lively. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess in that dictionary... You're uh, welcome, guys. <laughs> that welcome Victorian-era Stuart suddenly stepped in. <laughs> Gay uh, people, they don't seem too happy to me. All right, bad, bad movie, to sum up. I'm also going to give it a bad bad movie. It, it does feel like... Watching it does remind you that there are many movies that a lot of people put a lot of hard work into that never get seen mm-hmm. because they're not good or for various reasons. And just like, yeah, it is. Uh, and just the fact that you're imagining, just the fact that you're imagining uh, Eric Idle and uh, Anne Bancroft and so forth just in a voiceover booth with this script yeah. in front of them, you know. It's kind of, you know, it's a weird thing. Do you think thing. they, like, hit the chilies afterwards, like the local chilies together afterwards? Yeah, because I'm sure they all recorded their their lines at the same time. I don't, I mean, I don't know that much about Hollywood, dude. You don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> but this is I thought they're like you and me. They go to Applebee's on a Saturday night. This is what, like, when you were a kid and you watched movies and there were famous actors who were kind of slumming in those movies... A lot of times you couldn't tell how little effort they were putting mm-hmm. into their performances. Like Dolph Lundgren in Masters of the Universe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Frank Langella. In Ma- Actually, Frank Langella puts a lot of work in Masters of the or, Universe. Or, uh, oh man, uh, Martin Sheen in Spawn. Yeah, exactly. Has to be like the worst big name performance that but I've like, seen in movies. When, when you're really young, you don't notice. But I think even a kid watching this would be like, come on guys, where's the verve? <laughs> like, you're not really putting a lot of oomph into these line readings. Yeah. Eric Idle's performance was a couple notches below his performance as Rincewind in the Discworld <laughs> PC video game from years ago. Uh, so, 
Wow. That's one for all you Terry. <laughs> That's, Pre- a harsh That's all you for all you Terry Pratchett fans out there. Sure. Um, all right. Well, let's let's put let's put a let's put a bow on Delgo. Let's put a bullet in this one. <laughs> and we never have to talk about it again. <laughs> Move on. Yo, I will say uh, that let's, Delgo let's make a pact never to talk about Delgo it. Delgo backwards is ogled. So that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> well, yes, it is. That's how you spell the word. Wait. D e l g o, o g l e d. Ogled. Uh. Okay. Don't make Dan think right now. Fucking yeah, read the thing you're gonna read. Okay. I have a it's letter. It's only five letters. <laughs> okay, you have a letter. Like, I have a sleep disorder. I can't focus. <laughs> you're, you're right, yeah. That's the apnea talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, I have a letter from a listener. Uh, this is from Matt, last name withheld. And it Big says, family. Hey, floppers. It sounds a lot like Double Impact, but the N- Natasha Henstridge movie that Elliot was thinking about was Maximum Risk. Oh, Maximum Risk. Oh. Yeah, this is very helpful because we are, in fact, too lazy to just go to IMDb <laughs> after these shows. What's IMDb? So, as much as you guys uh, can... It's like a like a ice cream place. <laughs> sure. Yep, the country's best movies. But, um... That was what you will not get on the Flophouse. Yeah. The, also, he says, I was planning on entering the contest, but I refused to fly. Now, I could have driven to New York, but that's too much trouble. Instead, I propose you guys come to one of the flyover states, parentheses, Minnesota, and do a flop house on the road. <laughs> I have some kick-ass custom speakers and 40-inch widescreen HDTV, and since I don't live in a New York brownstone, we don't have to worry about upsetting the neighbors with our overly loud destruction sequences, like in Knowing. <laughs> Plus... <laughs> There's a Popeyes in Minnesota, so Whoa. I'll pay for all the Popeyes you can eat. I should hope there's a Popeyes in Minnesota. It's a state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he, would be sad. He finishes it with, "Come on over, I dare you." Whoa! Oh man, that's like when a girl acts sassy. Yeah, but you know she wants it. Yeah. Well, he knows she our, wants you to rise to the challenge. Yeah. He knows our weakness, uh, much like Marty McFly in Back to the Future two and three, but not in one, is being <laughs> dared. <laughs> <laughs> and that we literally cannot pass up a dare ever. That's true. Well, he also mentioned that there's Popeyes for Elliot. I love that. He's in Minnesota, so he probably has some kind of a cardboard stand-up of a girl in a bikini for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and beer for you. And beer. Of course, it's Minnesota. <laughs> and then there's probably uh, oh, there's a nice yeah. TV for you, I Dan. Can, I can enjoy Minnesota's thriving art scene while we're there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. I cool. was in Minnesota last year, and I did not get to experience the place the way I would have liked. So uh-huh. maybe we should go. So we should. I, we should I rent lived in Minneapolis for a while. We should rent like Lovely. yeah. Let's rent scooters and drive to mini bikes <laughs> and ride them to Minnesota. Let's let's rent I don't see anything Dan, wrong. you live in like, for a little bit? Yeah, but first of all, let's rent a motorcycle with two sidecars, and that's how we should do it. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! <laughs> wow, that is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. I hope that the two sidecars detach and wings come out like the mask action figures. Yeah. What what would your mask look like? Oh, I don't know. Mine would be some kind of animal totem, like a like an eagle. <laughs> I think mine would be a mask. Don't think too hard. Well, I was just going to say... It be... looks like you're taking... Ernie Hudson and Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mask right there. Winston Zedmore. You might know him as. Yeah. But I I think someday... Maybe someday we'll make this trip come true. How about that? Yeah. Um, and to answer your question, Alec, yes, I lived in Minneapolis for a while. I didn't know that. How'd that work out? Uh, it was good. What did you do there? <laughs> I was a temp. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I went there after college because I had a friend the who lived room. there. 
Uh-huh. And we roomed there together. <laughs> After college, I went to the big city, mm-hmm. Minneapolis. <laughs> but then I got engaged, and I wanted to be closer to uh, my wife. New source of oh. poon. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what was on <laughs> that's, the... That's the way a caveman t-shirt. would look at it. <laughs> that's what was on the t-shirt I gave her <laughs> on our first anniversary. That's delightful. Um, that is the novelty t-shirt anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, a novelty? <laughs> It's formal attire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, um, thank you very much for inviting us into your home, Matt. Last name withheld. So now we should move on to recommendations. So just to clarify, that isn't a complete turndown of his suggestion. No, it, we it, have to consider logistics. Well, and yeah, we all, more of a punch. Sure. <laughs> we all have we all have jobs. It we don't have, we're have busy schedules. We can't mm-hmm. just drop everything and fly to Minnesota or take a motorcycle with two sidecars. As awesome as that would be. I, I I mean I could probably do it. Yeah. I don't. I mean I do. I could blow off the next week, which is Thanksgiving and wedding planning with uh, my fiance and her family, mm-hmm. to go to Minnesota to meet a guy I've never met and watch <laughs> a movie with him. <laughs> Just tell her you're sick or something. <laughs> because the way it works with our relationship is I tell her I'm sick and then disappear for a yeah, couple so days. It's, I think that's so that, like a Ferris Bueller type thing where you have a dummy in the bed. And, <laughs> I think that's a Poon t-shirt quality decision. Yeah. That you made it, so. mm-hmm. um, yeah, movies that you liked. That's what we're on. Do I do that? Do like do movies? What? Like movies? You, you've forgotten. My life is a hell of Delgo. A film. Um, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, Dan, what have you seen lately that you like? Well, I actually haven't seen that much. Well, what kind of porn have you been watching? <laughs> um, <laughs> primarily. You don't no. want to start talking about that. Oh, yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> why? Are you like, you're, you're afraid <laughs> that I have some sort of deep, dark secret, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't. Oh, oh really? You're pretty straightforward in regards to that? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Missionary, uh-huh. maybe between the legs. Missionary shots. classics. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the name of the DVD I rented. The, the, they're actually you, pretending read, to be missionaries, and you've you've rented it repeatedly from the same video store. Sure. Yeah. He should have just purchased it by this point. <laughs> yeah, you would think he spent like forty dollars. Well, I, I like to support brick and mortar uh, stores. Yeah, because otherwise also, pornography is going to disappear from the rental. You're scene. also concerned that if you owned Missionary Classics, you might either a damage the DVD by repeated viewings mm-hmm. or masturbate yourself to death. <laughs> yeah. You like yeah. to make it more of like a special occasion where you put on some. Candles. Oh, like like what? Like like it's a Wonderful Life on television, you know? Sure, totally. Anyway, it means more when it's once a year. Uh, the best I can come up with actually <laughs> some candles. Is uh, I saw a serious man. We were talking about it just before the podcast, and I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it needs my support. It has a lot of critical support behind it, but uh, Elliot was wondering whether it played to a non-Jewish audience. And well, not I think, not whether it played, but what the what the experience of watching it is like. Um, you know, it's like watching any movie about you know an experience which is not exactly your own. But um, I mean, it's impossible. A... <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we I picked Delgo because that's why the only movies I... I've ever seen are Ghost World and Lucas. I noticed your <laughs> I noticed your big pixie uh, wings that you have yeah. behind you. I'm like, huh? Elliot would appreciate Delgo. <laughs> yeah, he's a lizard monkey. But um, I don't really have much to say about a serious man, actually, though, other than I feel like it's a very personal Coen Brothers movie, which is what I enjoy. Much more than 
say No Country for Old Men, which yeah, I did it, enjoy, but uh, it feels like it feels like this is one that really comes from inside them as opposed to yeah outside you know. of them. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay, who's next? Uh, would you like me to go next? Sure. Because the movie I'm going to name is not not. You know. Okay, I'll go next. Okay, there you go. In the spirit of animated movies, I've been <laughs> racking my brain to think of the stupidest <laughs> movie I've ever seen. And uh, the stupidest animated movie I've seen, uh, which I like This is a one lot. that you recommend. Yeah, I'm going to recommend it because it's crazy. Is uh, I watched this crazy fan subtitled version of... <laughs> Uh, this Japanese animated movie called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. That's, uh, you know, put together by the same dude who made the Fist of the North Star uh, thing, you know, where the mm-hmm. guy punches people and then they explode like 10 minutes later. <laughs> well, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure involves a bunch of superhuman dudes who all have a magical power that's based loosely on the major arcana of the tarot. And uh, it's really awesome. And uh, one of the bad guys' name is Vanilla Ice. And then, <laughs> but he's not actually Vanilla Ice. He's not. He's not the popular actor or slash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, primarily as an actor, he was in the movie Cool as Ice. <laughs> and and had a brief role in term in uh, Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Ooze sure, yeah. as himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hey, it's the hardest role to play. I was so, about to say Terminator Two: Secret of the Ooze, which would be a pretty interesting movie. <laughs> so you have Vanilla Ice is one of the bad guys, and then of course the principal bad guy, whose whose magical power is based on the world, which allows him to stop time and punch people in half, is <laughs> is of course perfect the, logic. Is of course the ancient, I think, Mayan vampire Dio. <laughs> Uh, Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, I wish it was Ronnie James Dio. It's just another bad guy named Dio. So, okay. uh, if you want to watch something totally crazy, uh, watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, if you want to watch something, that one was for all those otaku's out there. By the way, wow. Oh, tacos. Yeah. Ota. <laughs> no, but oh, just go. <laughs> I love tacos. You might call me a taco otaku, <laughs> but uh, uh, for a movie that's not crazy all over entirely but does have a certain amount of crazy to it uh a movie i saw recently that actually i liked a lot it was a silent film from the days before talkies uh called the penalty starring lon cheney senior where he is a guy who as a child he had he was in an accident and an inexperienced doctor amputated both of his legs from the knee down and this has driven him crazy and he is now a crime boss and as an adult he's now a crime boss named Blizzard who <laughs> has a very elaborate plan elaborate plan to get revenge on the now older doctor who did this to him and it's the movie where Lon Chaney it's it if people know it it's because it's the movie where Lon Chaney devised a harness for himself that basically strapped his legs back against themselves so that he had to walk around on his knees and it was incredibly painful but he does such a good job of putting across this guy who moves very fluidly on his stumps and climbs around with his arms and is super evil and it gets it resolves itself in a very crazy unbelievable way like basket case uh, not quite as crazy as Basket Case, <laughs> but it's the it's a movie where this guy is a crime boss who has a his goal is to basically bring in an army of foreign immigrants to loot the entire city of San Francisco that he's located in. Uh, but it was really good. Uh, the version I saw was on Turner Classic Movies, and I think that's the version available on DVD, which had a pretty neat kind of modern ish soundtrack. 
with a lot of it almost sounded like not exactly synthesizer sounds but not it was not like uh some soundtracks for silent movies where they're trying to replicate the original experience so it's like a tinny piano playing the same thing over and over again so it, but the soundtrack actually added a lot of nice well, elements like to it hip-hop and stuff or? <laughs> yeah there's a lot of hip-hop a lot of like daft punk techno type stuff that sounds pretty cool yeah a lot of trip hop oh wow I don't even know what that is. At one point, uh, Lon Chaney crunks, and uh, what? Not really. But he doesn't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, that wraps up this fiftieth show. Well, we had a lot of laughs. Yeah, I sure. And a lot of tears. I look forward to keeping doing more until fifty more. At no, least no, keeping 50 more. keeping. <laughs> I look forward to doing more 50 until more. such time as we decide we have better things to do. <laughs> Well, I think the we'll flight, do at least I, 50, right? I mean, yeah. come on, Dan. Uh, well, we've uh, done at least 50. We, yeah, but 50 more. we got to take it to 100. Much, I don't have that much going on. Like, All right, we'll see. Okay. We'll just take it one day at Stewart's a time. Stuart's mustache recently died, and since then, <laughs> yeah. he's been looking for things to fill the time. I had to bury Fill the it. big hole in his upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I buried it at Potter's Field. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I know. A, pez- a beggar's burial? <laughs> yeah. In an unmarked grave? Yeah. Uh, on that absurd image, <laughs> I'd like to sign off saying that I was Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I will always be Elliot Kalen, yay, forever and ever, without beginning or end for all eternity. Amen. I'll be Dan. Check, 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 check. Dan's favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> and we do our audio check. Dan loves this part. Jam- jamming on the ones. <laughs> the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. <laughs> Alright, guys. Did we watch a movie tonight? What? What's going on?